Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today on the on the podcast. This is going to be uh, kind of a walk through some of the the my uh, the early years of my life, the teenage years into young adults. But it's um, really going to be a warning against backsliding. So I've put a small list together of signs of backsliding, and I'm asking you, please don't skip to the next podcast or press pause. You may even need to listen to this one again once it's done, because these are things that if you can be honest with yourself and say, hey, I see myself, even if I'm not full on doing some of these things, heading in this direction, um, all of them speak to the attitude of the heart. I'm not listing things like, hey, it's a sign of backsliding if you're smoking weed on the weekends. That's, not a, that's, that's a sign that you are backslidden, that you're in utter rebellion against God, right? You're, you need to come and get delivered if that's the case for you. So we're going to talk about heart things and things that I've seen. Um, and it, really, the gospel just takes humility to be able to say, hey, I just want to make sure I'm going to heaven. God, if there's anything in my heart that needs to be corrected, please Let's have it corrected. So number one sign of backsliding, I would say, is poor devotion. Poor devotion. Your time in the Word of God is a very practical way of showing God how much you love Him. If you, lo- you say you love God and you're not spending time in His Word, that's how you spend time with Him. Man, I just want God to speak to me. Go read the Bible. That's God speaking to you. You can sit there and read for days and days and weeks and weeks and have God speak to you all day. The, the Bible actually says that the Holy Spirit will bring back to remembrance everything the Lord has said. Uh, he said to the disciples, everything that Jesus said. That's the Word of God. The Holy Ghost reminds you scriptures. It's the power of God is in the Word. So number one is poor devotion. People who find excuses to not be in the Bible. Uh, and you need to take this seriously. I know you, people say, well, you know, you don't have to read the Bible to be a Christian. But I, I would disagree. I would say you have to read the Bible to be a Christian. What about the Apostle Paul? He didn't have the Bible. No, but he also came to revelations from God where he was in the third heavens. Uh, and he wrote, he wrote part of the scriptures. So um, you're not the Apostle Paul. Sorry to break it to you. Uh, and even he was under authority, uh, just so you know, um, to James. So we can talk about those things another time. But poor devotion. Number two, I would say problem with giving. This is really where it comes down to the Bible says, um, uh, and it doesn't have to be all of these. It, it doesn't have to be, okay, I'm, I have poor devotion, but I love to give. It doesn't have to be all of them. My brother, when he was backslidden, uh, was still tithing because he knew that God would bless his finances if he tithed. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be all of them. But this is a big one. This actually happened to me. I had someone convince me, bad doctrine, someone convinced me that tithing was old covenant and that you don't have to give. And they say things like, yeah, tithing's old covenant. Under the new covenant, we owe God everything, but you don't actually have to give him anything. It's funny how that works. It's like, yeah, we don't have to give the 10% anymore. We really owe him a hundred percent, but then you end up giving him less than 10%. (laughs) And so this happened to me. And there was a time in my life where, um, for over a year when I was in sales and I was making over six figures and I stopped tithing. And when I started coming back to the Lord and spending time in the word and getting close to the Lord, the Lord actually put it on my heart to pay back my back tithe. Uh, I was like reading and I was like, Lord, I want to be close to you. And I, and, and I realized, man, where the, tre- where the, uh, uh, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. If someone says they love something or someone, they prove it by their checkbook. 
And so if they love something, they spend time doing it, they spend money doing it, and they'll put money towards it, right? People with gambling addictions who will spend their last dollar gambling because they love gambling uh, more than they love family, right? Uh, so it's the same thing. And so I, this was a time where I was uh, uh, early 20s and not in the right place with the Lord. And when I started coming back to the Lord, the Lord poured on my heart to go back. I looked and I was like, man, it's a, it's a disgrace to me that after having been raised in, uh, to tithe by my mom, raised in a church that talked about tithing, showed me in the Bible where it was tithing, that I could be so easily derailed from tithing. And, um, and so what I did, I remember the day where I said, I'm going to do it. I had the money to do it. So I went back over the year and I think my, t- my tithe was something, I don't remember what it was. It was something like 15 or $20,000 that I called. Uh, I sent in a uh, tithe. Um, uh, I don't think it was a check, but a tithe, you know, I like went online and did the online giving and I got a call from someone at the ministry. Hey, is this right? Hey, just so you know, we have to process this in four payments because we can't do five that more than $5,000. But it was a decision for me. God has my finances. And so number two is problem giving, problem with giving. Either you give, but you don't give happily. You can't, I don't believe you can be backslidden and be like excited to give to the Lord. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. The next thing would be problem with authority. If you find yourself criticizing authority on the, uh, all the time, you're close to backsliding because God places authority because he's your authority. People who have trouble with author- man's authority will have trouble with God as authority. They, they'll say they don't, but they do. People, that's why, that's why the Bible says obey your parents and the Lord. Anytime I talk to young people and I get an opportunity, I say, listen, you do, even if your parents are a little bit crazy, you do yourself a disservice to dishonor them, to not obey them, to have a bad attitude towards them because it's a proving ground with God. How you treat him, how you treat them is how you'll treat him. And you can tell me whatever you want, but as long as they're not like forcing you into sin, like, hey, deny Jesus Christ, right? You, them saying, be home at this time. It doesn't matter how strict, man. When I was into the, my teenage years, 8.30 PM was still my bedtime. And my friends were like, oh yeah, we stayed up till midnight. And I'm like, what's midnight? What? I don't even know what that is. Right. But it was, it was just, this was my mom's rules. And I was in her house. People who have problems with authority, problems with their parents, problems with church leaders, problems with pastors. If you're in a church that your pastor is just off in doctrine and he's preaching crazy stuff like, hey, there's no heaven. Everyone ends up in heaven. No one goes to hell. He's preaching nonsense. You should be in a different church, first of all. But if he's not, and they love the Lord, and you have a problem with authority. Oh, they just, you know, every time I'm there, they just ask me where I've been. All they want is my church membership. They don't really care about me. If you find yourself saying those things, you're on your way to being backslidden. You need to humble yourself. God places people for us to be accountable to. Hebrews 13 talks about that. Us, God wanting us. Paul was saying, he's made me a leader. I want you to do well so I can have a good report. The next thing I would say is having a critical spirit and criticizing the church. If you find yourself saying, I love the Lord, but I don't like church, you're on the verge of backsliding. It's a sign of backsliding, a critical spirit. I can't believe they do this. Why do they go so long? You know, the offering message was so long. Why is this, this? That's an attitude. You should look forward to going to church. You should look forward to Tim, that takes me to the next one is not wanting to go to church. You should look forward to being in church. Why? Because it honors the Lord. The Bible says, uh, do not, 
uh, for, do not neglect the gathering together of believers, even the more as you see the day approaching. Are we closer now to the rapture than we've ever been? The answer is yes. You should look forward. I'm coming to the house. Yes, there's people who are crazy. Yes, there's people who are phony in the church. But that's between you and God. People, people, I, people phony in the church. I don't know what's worse. People phony in the church or people who say they're Christians who are not in church. It's kind of the same thing because you're both saying one thing and doing another. Yes, I love the Lord, but I just don't go to church. You've lost your mind. Yes, I love my wife. We just don't sleep in the same bed and don't ever kiss. You've lost your mind. You think that's a relationship. I love the Lord, but I don't, you know, I have church at my house. No, you're a liar. You sleep at your house. I don't care. You praying, your prayer life is not gathering together with believers. You need to be in church. The next thing would be slow to repent or prideful because these go hand in hand. Repentance takes humility. People who think to themselves, I don't need to repent or I don't need to if you've if you when the altar call comes feel conviction but you don't go up you're in utter rebellion to the Lord. People who think that they're spiritually mature and, oh, I can just deal with this in my seat. If you feel a tug, like I need to be up there, you know that's not the preacher tugging on your heart. That's the Holy Ghost saying, come and humble your heart. You'd be better off at every altar, in the altar call every time until you get it figured out, than harden your heart. People have hardened their heart and then they don't even feel it anymore. And it's called a seared conscience. When they get to the point that they can watch these crazy movies with nudity in it and and not feel bad about it. You have to guard your eyes. If a Victoria's Secret commercial comes on YouTube, you have to press, press skip ad. You have to close your eyes. You have to run out of the room. You have to take that stuff seriously. You have to act like I'm not even entertaining these things. I'm closing my eyes. If you know that there's nudity in a movie, don't go watch it. That makes it where you get to skip it. If you're watching movies like Deadpool and you're okay watching movies like that, that's there's something wrong. Your heart is hardened. I don't care who you are. You can't do those things. There's a standard that God has for us, and that standard is purity. So slow to repent. People, a lot of times, you have to ask the Lord to help you. Lord, I ask you for a new conscience. You know, there was a time for me where music, I had this this music collection that I'd collected over the years, and I would listen to Jay-Z and Most Def and Lauryn Hill. Some of you guys would have never known it, right? I was listening to this Fuji's, and I would listen to... Uh, uh, Freeway, all the, some of you won't even know who those people are and it doesn't matter. I don't listen to that stuff anymore, but I would listen to this music, this garbage music, and I would fill myself with this music. And there came a point where I got serious with the Lord and I said, Lord, I've got confusion in my life. I had just broken up with this girl. And I was like, Lord, I need to, I, I need to get serious with you. And I feel like I got born again, again. But one of the first things the Lord put on my heart was to get rid of the music. And I deleted all of it. Coldplay. I know it's. I know I'm showing my age here, but Coldplay, listening to garbage music that isn't good for you, what, what are we doing? Are we trying to look like the world here? So, so things that, that uh, mess with your conscience. So be quick to repent. And then uh, along with that goes pride and thinking of yourself more highly than you, than you ought to. God has set it up for us that humility is, is one of the master keys to the kingdom. Listen, he's God. 
We're men. We never have it all figured out. We always need the help of the Holy Ghost. If the illumination of the Holy Ghost ever went away for one day, our life would be finished. Everything we have has come from Him. The fact that we could repent has come from Him. The fact that we have any wisdom, it's all from Him. The fact that we understand that we avoid sin, all of this is enabled by the light of the Spirit of God. It's Ephesians 1.16, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Growing in Christ is growing in illumination. It's growing in revelation. It's growing in the light that God has given us. And so people who think it's the, the reason why pride is so disgusting to God is because mankind, honestly, outside of God has nothing. If it isn't for Jesus, we all spend eternity in a burning hell. Torment. And here man comes and thinks he's got something figured out. You've lost your mind. Hey, Lord, thank you for rescuing me. Planet Earth, rescued. That's what I want. If you can describe my time on planet Earth, <laughs> rescued and overcome, right? Those are the two words. Thank you, Jesus. I got out of there alive with eternal life. Like this is the whole goal. When you, when you get to a place where you think you don't need this, you're too cool for school, and, and you're finding yourself resisting authority um, and all of those things, being quick, being slow to repent, poor devotion. Oh, I don't have to read the word today. You know, your priorities, they speak to God. There's, I said this to someone earlier today. There's many people who think they can do whatever they want. I can just move to this city. You know, I could really move wherever. If you actually say that you're a child of God and that you're devoted and dedicated to doing God's will, you can't just move wherever you want. You have to do everything by the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm not saying, all right, Lord, uh, where should I go for lunch today? I'm not going to lunch until the Lord shows me what restaurant. You don't have to do that. But if you go to go somewhere and the Lord, sh- I mean, there, honestly, there's been times I've walked into a restaurant and I'm like, this place is a bar. I know it's a bar and grill, but it's more bar than grill. And if someone saw me in here, they would think, yo, what's Ryan doing in a bar? And I've said, I can't eat here. Or it smells like incense. And I'm like, I can't eat here. For the sake of the fact that I'm a Christian, I'm going to be above reproach. I'm not going to eat here. And you set a standard and you say, I'm not trying to skim through this life just making it. I'm, I'm standing up for the word of God and I'm being a person who's righteous. I'm going to let my actions uh, speak for themselves. I'm going to be a person who runs after the things of God, not a person who's criticizing, not a person who has a problem with authority. These are signs of backsliding, uh, poor devotion. Oh, I don't have to, I can just do whatever I want. That's that you, this isn't Burger King. You can't have it your way, as a waitress once famously told me when I asked her to take off the potatoes and put on, or tomato and put on an avocado. And uh, I did not tip her. Um, But you don't get to go to heaven and have it your way. You have it God's way. And so people have these ideas. I can just do this. I can do whatever I want. I don't have to go to church today. I don't have to read my word today. You know, I can do whatever the Lord still loves me. Yeah, but you show God. People go around in circles and never graduate in the things of God simply because they show God that they're not being committed to anything. You get, you think God will promote someone who's not committed? If you have two employees and you have one who's there every Sunday, shows his faithfulness, love the Lord, even when he doesn't feel like it, does it. And then you have somebody who just shows up sometimes. Who, who are, As a boss, who are you promoting? It's the same with God. It's very simple. Be faithful with the little. God makes you rule over much. God is raising a generation of people who are dedicated. These are practical steps to make sure you're on the, on the right path. We love you. God loves you. Let's grow in the things of God. Amen.